Welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, your place to manage stress, reduce your risk of burnout, and find more balance in your life in and out of being an SLP. Maybe just as a helping professional or really as a human being. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and in today's episode, we are going to learn a powerful tool to use any time during your day when you are feeling stress hit. We're going to practice some deep breathing and look at the power of observing and bringing awareness to our breath. And we're going to dive into one of my intentions for this year and how you can ditch the perfectionism and set an intention that will last for this year and years to come. Let's dive in. All right, it is time for your wellness tip for this week. So when you're feeling stressed, one of the things that might be happening is that you're feeling like ungrounded and you're feeling really in your head and not in your body. And like your thoughts are just taking over, um, you feel really unsettled, and you may even feel like you're not very present. You're either thinking about what might happen, or if you're you know, stressing about something that did happen, your thoughts are stuck on that. So one thing you can do to get you back into the present, to feel grounded, and to feel more in your body and out of your head, is to take a pause and try some breathing. I know it sounds really simple, but this can be such a powerful tool. So let's try it together. Bring one hand to your heart. And if you want, you could bring the other hand to your belly um, or you could just rest it on your lap. And then feel your feet like rooted down. Feel them pressing down into the ground. Or if you're seated, feel your bum pressing down into the seat below you. And then just take a deep breath in. And let that breath go. Take another deep breath in, and this time feel maybe that hand rise as the belly and then the chest fill. And as you exhale, feel that hand fall back in. You could take another breath in, and again, as you inhale, feel the rise of the breath in the body in this moment. And as you exhale, feel that hand dropping back in as the chest falls. Take one more breath. And let it go. Now you can continue with this for a few more rounds if you'd like. And you can use this anytime you need to. Even if it's just for a pause in your day to kind of regroup, check in, if you notice you're starting to feel drained or that you still have a lot more work to go. 
and you need something to just refresh. But if you're really feeling that stress, you're feeling out of your body and in your head, and you're feeling unsettled, ungrounded, take a moment, bring the hand to the heart, take that deep breath in, that deep breath out for three to five rounds, and then move forward from there. Thank you so much for joining me with this wellness tip. I hope you give it a try. And if you do, let me know how it goes. Send me a message on Instagram at jessieandrix, or you can email me at jessie at jessieandrix.com. And now a little word for you from this week's sponsor. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by, well, me. Did you know I have a library of workshops and courses that are self-guided and available for you to purchase at any time over at jessieandrix.thinkific.com. This platform hosts yoga classes and yoga workshops, stress management and resilience workshops, and the self-guided version of the mega SLP stress management course. You can head over to jessieandrix.thinkific.com to check these out and get 10% off any purchase by using the code PODCAST10. Head on over there today to get your 10% off and start taking all of the tools that we talk about on the podcast and take a deeper dive into them to learn how you can manage your stress and build some resilience in your day-to-day life. Let's take a moment to meditate. Find yourself in a comfortable seat. And if that is not going to work for you, you could also be standing, maybe lying flat on a couch, floor, your bed. But wherever you're at, take a moment to feel connected to whatever's beneath you, whether it is your feet on the floor or your seat on your chair. And then allow yourself to have some length through your spine, not rigid, so not sitting up so tall that you feel stiff, but not rounding. Lots of space to breathe here. And just allow your hands to rest down on your thighs. Let your shoulders rock up, back, and down, up towards the ears, around and down the back a few times. And then let them settle. Maybe find something to focus your gaze on, or if you're able, close your eyes. And bring your focus, your attention, your awareness into your breath without making any changes today. Simply observing. So with each inhale, maybe notice where the breath is coming in, the nose or the mouth, where you first feel it, and observe it travel all the way down, wherever it lands. 
maybe in the chest, maybe down deep into the belly. Some days it feels as if it's stuck near our collarbones. And as you exhale, notice where the breath empties out. Where in your body do you feel that release, that emptying out? Where's the breath leaving? Through the mouth, through the nose? And there's no right or wrong. No judgment, no good or bad. Just seeing what's here today. Maybe begin to notice some sensations. Maybe the coolness or warmth of your breath with each inhale and exhale. We notice anywhere in the body that feels stuck as you breathe. you may notice some tension or that it's pulling your attention away. And again, not right or wrong or good or bad, nothing to fix or alter or change. Just observing what is here. It can be so tempting and so easy to get caught up in what we need to do and to change and to make better. And it's not always wrong to do that either. There's always room for growth. But at times we can observe where we are. Not so that we can make change, but so that we can see how we will show up, how the world will show up to us that day, how we will show up to the world. And we can gain a little more insight into all the things that are going on within us and around us. So that as we bring that awareness by observing ourself, we can bring it to ourself and then back out into the world. Moving more mindfully, less reaction, maybe a bit more curiosity, steadiness, more being. And as the mind has wandered, as it likely does, come back to your breath. Come back to your inhale. Come back to your exhale. 
Maybe take just one more round of breath here. Observing not only the breath, but any thoughts, any feelings, both physical and the emotional, mental feelings. Just observing. Maybe with this new lens of observing awareness, you can move through your day, taking it with you. When you're ready, maybe blink the eyes open, shrug the shoulders, or shake out the wrists, shake out the legs if you need to. Thank you for joining in this meditation practice. So here's a little story for you. The other day, kind of at the start of the year, I was brushing my teeth and my husband came in and said like, hey, did you set any intentions for this year? And I kind of laughed and reminded him that, yes, I had set a lot of them and that we had already talked about it. And he kind of gave me this look like, did we? And I said, yeah, remember, I'm going to finally finish rewatching the OC. I want to bake and eat more cookies. I'm going to continue to be awesome. Just kidding. And um, we are together going to eat more guacamole. And he kind of just laughed and said, those sound great, but any real intentions? <laughs> and so I thought about it for a moment and asked him, like, what are your intentions? And he shared his, and I thought about maybe what I really wanted to set as an intention. Like, not that those other ones weren't. They are all things that I would love to do. But what do I really want? You know, what would be an intention that would set an impact? And so I thought, you know, what I want to do is to get back to walking or hiking more um, on all the trails and things that we have here. Um, to visit those trails and parks more. Maybe ride my bike. And to have a regular fitness routine. And then one collectively was to wake up and get out of the house on time. And this was the big one that got me thinking. Logistically, to get out of the house by a certain time, we would need to wake up earlier, right? Earlier than we had been last year. But that meant we would need to get to bed earlier than we had been. And that meant like a more streamlined evening and nighttime routine, which is easier said than done with kids. So here's how it went. The first week, we maybe got out at an ideal time on three out of five days. So we could look at this two ways. The first way to look at it is we didn't do it, right? Like our intention is to get out by a certain time. We didn't do it on two of those days, maybe even three of those days, to be honest. Like it was very hit or miss. So we didn't do it and we failed at our intention for the year and like it's not going well so in our first week we failed at getting out of the house on time each day 
maybe it was too hard, maybe we should just forget about it, or maybe we should push ourselves to do better because we're just not good enough yet. It is a pass-fail, we failed. There's also another way to look at this. We didn't do it every day, but we got two or three out of five, and that is an improvement. And it's making steps towards this becoming more routine and more easily done. So on those days that things did not align to get out in time, what was going on? Did we not sleep well? Were the kids up at night? Or did like something else happen? You know, we like couldn't find our keys or, you know, it was just like the kids were cranky when they woke up or we were cranky or the kids were really excited. What could make it easier? So maybe like, you know, knowing where everything we need is or having it ready the night before, right? Maybe packing lunches or even like planning out clothes to wear the night before. These are little things, but they're small wins. And so when we look at this perspective on it, the second way, it's not a pass fail, it's the little things and the progression and those small wins. It's still the same situation and scenario. Neither way of looking at it changes what happened, but it does change how we continue to move forward with it and what could happen in the future. While this is my intention for the year, it can also transfer into how you go about your stress management and mindset as an SLP this year, especially as you get into intentions for the year ahead. So New Year's goals, or really any time that you're setting an intention or a goal, they aren't meant to make you perfect, but they can definitely drive perfectionism, which most likely is something that you're already grappling with as an SLP. So one way to shift out of this is to look at your intention for the year, or just like a fresh start at any time, um, is to look at the goal as a progression, not as perfection, much like the goals you set for your students. So goals aren't meant to be mastered immediately. They're meant to be worked up to little by little while learning the skills needed to master those goals as you go. So imagine if you set a goal for your student and expected them to achieve it right away. They and you would feel defeated and likely give up after not being able to perfect the enormous amount of skill that reaching that goal right away entailed. And you would both probably give up, feel stressed, or feel like you had failed. All because you expected it to be perfect right away. This goes for the intentions you have for yourself. If you want to work on reducing and managing stress, then it's okay if you're still feeling stress for days, weeks, months, or maybe even years after you begin working on it. Because one, stress never goes away, right? We just learn skills to work through it and work with it better. But it's also not about getting it perfect or reducing it entirely, but about learning new things and growing along the way. With perfectionism, the idea is that there aren't challenges. If things are challenging and you have to try and learn them and figure it out, then it must be wrong and not for you. In order to grow and continue to learn, challenge is not only an okay thing, but a welcomed thing. 
While it seems nice for everything to be simple and easy and challenge-free, if it was that way, life would be stagnant. So whether your intention is to recycle more, meditate regularly, move your body each day, have a morning routine, hold amazing SLP sessions, or just feel less stressed in your work overall, aim for growth rather than perfection. So let's look at the two viewpoints I could take from those intentions, from my intention that I mentioned before. So there were those two ways that I looked at our three out of five for last week. The first viewpoint focuses on what went wrong and how it will not work. It gives no time frame, no room to improve, and it expects it to be right immediately or it's done. The second focuses a little more on the truth. It didn't happen every day. And also on what went well and worked and ways to shift what didn't. It gives more time, expects a little less from the start, and focuses on continuing to learn, grow, and move forward. It takes it from being a thing to like check off on this resolution to-do list and turns it into a skill to learn and use. So when you're setting a goal or intention for yourself, or if you already have, here are a few things to try. First, ask yourself, what is my expectation here? Check in and see if this is something that you are planning to have perfect right away, or are you going to keep working with it over time? Second, what is my reason for this? Look at why you're setting this intention in the first place and then connect with it. What is the reason behind it? If you want to get up early, is it because you feel like you should and that you fail at mornings or because you want to ease into your day instead of rush? And third, what are three small or what are some small steps you could take? Instead of an overhaul, look at one tiny thing you could do each week to build into the bigger picture that you envision. And then number four, where is this working? When you restart and as you go, like check in and notice the places you are putting into practice. Notice where your strengths for this are. Then play off of those to help keep you moving forward, but to also help out in the places that you are struggling. So here's something to remember and to remind yourself, a little makes a difference. Even if you are not seeing huge leaps towards your students' goals or you yourself are not making giant steps towards your intention, that little bit makes all the difference. It is a small step forward. It keeps the momentum building and the growth happening. It's not perfect and that means it's not stagnant. It is likely very messy and that is learning. In fact, small shifts and changes, like even tiny little baby steps, are more effective than giant sweeping changes because they gradually build over time, which means they just become part of your day and then they are easier to stick with once they are learned. They become habits and then they just become part of your routine that you don't even have to think about anymore. So rather than overhaul your life immediately with your intentions this year, 
and expect immediate changes with this pass-fail indicator, go for a big intention, but with small steps to reach it all year and even into years to come. When you take this perspective, it can help you to feel more freedom and space and to feel less stuck and stressed and to help with preventing added stress and burnout. So look at your year so far. Look at your intention. What small wins do you have with your intentions this year? And then share. Share in the comments over at jessieandrix.com. Share over on Instagram. You can send me an email to jessie at jessieandrix.com and we can chat about this. Or you can also DM me over at Instagram at jessieandrix. So what resources do you need? If you want some extra resources to help you keep taking those small steps towards less stress, make sure to sign up for the free resources in the Resilient SLP toolbox, including yoga classes, meditations, and more. You can sign up at the link below in the show notes for immediate access. And again, this is a free resource in this Resilient SLP toolbox. Thank you so much for tuning in and I wish you all the best as you take these small steps and you continue to work and grow in reducing your stress, managing it, and building some resilience. Love and light to you.